and this is the start of part two. What would you say about, there's been rumours as well that there's going to be a new building built in the Trev's car park, like a new college. What would you say about that? Is that true or what's going to happen there? Um, well, I, when it comes to developmental thing, if they've heard something, maybe it's true, but nothing is official. It, a, a lot of these things doesn't come from Trev directly. Yeah. So if Trev is going to do something like that, I, I will engage with the JCR, I will yeah. engage with Trev. So as far as I'm concerned, I don't want to rule out something for them to find out later it may happen, but yeah. I don't foresee that happen, happen now because yeah. I'm not aware of that directly. Yeah. No, it makes sense, sir. Mm. So, um, yeah. Um, when you was at Cambridge, what was that like? How was your student experience when you were there? Oh, it was a, f a very interesting experience because I was working, I mean, I work out in the lab, but also yeah. I play art. Work hard, play hard. Yes, so, and that's why I encourage students that you're already here, you are smart, that's why you're in yeah. Durham. Enjoy yourself, try various things. So I try out various things, table tennis, badminton and so on. I even tried DJ before. DJ? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So I, I tried <laughs> things, I mean, I love dancing. Yeah, so yeah. I do all sorts of things. So it was a good experience in terms of socially and interacting with students. Some of the students I met with, they're still my friend today. Yeah, right, um, uh, I was working on a different, uh, in that era, yeah. Uh, technology wasn't as developed as no, this no. now. So there were some challenges, but yeah. uh, in terms of navigating uh, a new technology, but I would say that those were the best period. So as a student, please enjoy yourself now before life gets complicated. Once you start working, yeah. it's not the same again. So exactly. at Trev, I want you to enjoy yourself, explore without limit, maximize your experience and build relationship which will last as we move forward, yeah. No, exactly. Um, so yeah, tell us a bit more about you being a DJ, sir. What happened there? How, how did that happen? No, because, um, you know, uh, people believe definitely that uh, so if you are from Africa, for example, yeah. you have the rhythm. <laughs> so so I yeah. was, just, was just like, a, um, they just, it's just like, I tell you a story. <laughs> One time I was just watching football and people, without even knowing my skill. Yeah. They just assumed that I can play. They just gave me a guess like, come into my team. The same way, but because yeah. I love music, yeah. it wasn't a difficult thing to rally students. And yeah. even when I became a fellow yeah. at Trinity, I was still able to DJ a little bit. And nice. that time I wasn't a student anymore. And people, some people were jealous then because they felt, oh, you are having it both ways. <laughs> you are a staff, but you are behaving like, you are interacting <laughs> with students, yeah. Nice one. So what sort of music did you play then? Uh, those days, I mean, I played a lot of like R&B. Nice. Uh, yeah. yeah. Have you got a favourite song? Well, well, I, I used to... Um, oh, you put me on the spot now, but um, <laughs> uh, in, in those days, um, like Babyface, yeah. Edmund, yeah. yeah. Um, Tony Braxton, and, and I mean, those are, those, they are no longer in the system now. So, but I'm not that current with the current, uh, yeah, system. Yeah, that's fine. We'll have to get you back on the deck, sir. Yeah, okay. Well, soon. It will. Yeah. R&B night at Treps. Yeah, so we want to like that. Yeah, so. Exactly. Nice one. So, um, yeah, what was Singapore like? What do you say that culturally? How would you say that's different to here, being in Singapore? Uh, Singapore, um, even though Singapore is a British colony. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was colonized before, but... The it's a tiny island, it's a city-state uh, uh, country. You yeah. can travel the whole country in, in one hour or so, so to say. But because it's a diverse community, you have three yeah. main ethnic groups, the Indian, the Chinese, and yeah. the Malay. 
and people coexist, they work together. Uh, the mode of communication is English, so yeah. there wasn't any barrier, and I had a wonderful time. When I went there, I went there with the intention of spending maximum of three years. Yeah, I ended up spending 20 years there. Wow, so yeah. I would say that it's, it's a very good environment. Yeah, I mean, weather-wise, it's shining all year round, so yeah. it can be a bit humid. Exactly. If you don't like that, but uh, and also one, uh, what I would say is, uh, the, lo, during those days there were a lot of foreigners there, yeah. So you don't feel like alone yeah. in, in that place, yeah. Mm. Nice one. Mm. So um, as well, you said about uh, what, what would you say your favorite food was there? Any Singaporean dishes? You oh yes, the, uh, uh, they what? have um uh, those days um now because it's different. Now if you ask me now, it's probably going to be different. Those days I like chicken rice. They have a chicken way of uh, preparing chicken rice. Uh, it's like a favorite there, but nice. these days I don't eat meats, I don't eat chicken anymore, so I can't say. But I will say that Singapore, any food that you want, you can yeah. get it. So, I uh, like India spices food, yeah, so I enjoy that, yeah. Last one. So, what do you say your favorite food is now? Have you got a particular, particular dish? Um, I, I would say if, if, I, if I want to, um, it, it has to be, uh, it, 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 off my head now, what <laughs> it will be a food that is spicy. It will be a Thai food, like food. Uh, made of like tom yum soup or with with prawn and all sort of seafood mix. Nice. Yeah. Mm. You should yeah. get that on the menu in the canteen then. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Get mm. it done. Mm. Nice one. Mm. So going back all the way to sort of Nigeria, how was you? What was it like growing up there? So uh, it was quite different. I mean, uh, Nigeria then wasn't the one like today now because yeah, yeah. if you look at it. Um, uh, Nigeria was quite strong too. Was being a British colony before yeah. the educational system was also quite strong. But in Nigeria, the thing is, you explore without limit. You exactly. don't really need to worry too much about material things yeah. because as long as you are okay, you are happy. Exactly. Whether you have food or you don't have food, and so on and so forth. So, just happy all the time. It, yeah, you just you just enjoy. But studying there wasn't. It's not that. It's not the same no, yeah. as uh, because resources are not as available as yeah, it is yeah. here now yeah mm. oh, but wow. i still enjoy it a lot because it's through the system that equipped me today to be able to explore without limit anywhere i am exactly yeah. Mm. so um yeah when you were there did you live in like a town or city or a small village or so when i was there, yeah living in the city um I, I because i did my first degree in in one of the university in nigeria so it's a yeah, city yeah. you live on campus but yeah. most of the time most people move to the city yeah. Uh, once you got to a certain age, you don't want to stay in the village. Yeah, you yeah. move to the village. You got to yeah. go to that. Yeah. So you did grow up in a village then, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Mm. Nice one. Mm. So, um, what sort of drove you towards academia then, as like sort of a youth? Uh, I would say it was by accident, to, so to say, because yeah. when I was, um, I wasn't really interested in academia before uh, growing up in Nigeria, because uh, apart from the, they are not treated well, well uh, yeah. in terms of. Um, reward system and so on and so forth and they live a not so uh, enriching life so to say because yeah. most of the time the government control various things so I wasn't really keen no, but yeah. it was only when I got to Cambridge and I started seeing that oh there are a lot of things that you can do yeah. and when I finished my PhD and I got the fellowship that opened my horizon and I just like it because I'm the type that likes to do new things most of the time, no, exactly, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. So with academia, as I said, you got complete control of something. Absolutely, and yeah. the good thing is you can fantasize of technology tomorrow. You can write yeah. Yeah. a proposal and get funding for it. 
some of what you say may work, may not work. But yeah. you won't be penalized for it not working exactly. as long as you try. Because when you fail, you learn from that failure. And failure is still a good thing. Because it means no, somebody will not repeat that failure again. Yeah. No, exactly. So, um, yeah, with the sort of nanomagnets as well, how did you get into that? What, what sort of drove you towards that area? Ah, okay. It was when I was in Cambridge, because when I did my MPhil, you, we did about 14 courses over one year, 14 courses. And during that time, I did a small project. Yeah. And it was that project to, that exposed me to the field of nanomagnetism. So I was able to bring my expertise in nanotechnology to the field of magnetism. And that's nice. how the whole thing started. But it has evolved over the years because even though I work in magnetism, some of the applications have involved, like we're looking at application for microwave application yeah. for space, telecommunication and so on, yeah. Exactly, so that's why it's so important to have people from different fields because Absolutely. it was your lens of sort of magnetism that sort of brought it in. Absolutely. sort of work. Nice. Mm. So, um, yeah, um, what other sort of people at the uni do you work with then? How, how have you brought your skill sets together to sort of do what you're doing now? Yeah, so, so you need to work with people from, uh, with material science background, also with design. So yeah. I work with people in the workshop to design something and locally make it and so on. So yeah. you need to work with people with interdisciplinary skill. Yeah. skill. I may have an idea. Once I explain the idea, somebody might tell me, oh, maybe the way you want to do it is not the best way. Yeah. You can optimize doing this way. And I have a lot of international collaborators all over the world. So we leverage on complementary expertise. Yeah. So if I have an expertise here, I share with them. They also share. Some of them visit and so on. Yeah. Nice. So is that, is that important? Sorry, it's very, very important wide. because no single person knows it all and exactly. you have to leverage on people working exactly. together. Yeah. So it's sort of like in your sort of, like, say a week of your life, how much would you say would be spent on research and how much would you say would be spent on doing Trev stuff? Oh, um, well, during COVID, I spent most of my time doing Trev stuff because it was like firefighting. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. just continued. But now my days is, um, I set some time aside but Trev still take priority because I can control what goes on in the lab. I can't control if there's any crisis or anything I need to deal with, that come priority. So oh, roughly, I spend probably 20% of my time in the lab, but the rest in the college. But the advantage is in the evening when I'm free, I can still think about my research. Yeah, no, exactly. Mm -hmm. So what would sort of an average day look like for you? Ah, okay. So an average day, will be like um, by eight o'clock or so I'm in the office. I may have some meetings with staff and so on. And um, I may also need to represent Trev in meetings, yeah. go for some official meeting. And in between, I may go into the lab, come back. So I travel from Trev to Palentine area where physics department is maybe about three or four times a day. Wow. Yeah, so I go, yeah, so just walking. So one meeting finishes back to back and, and so on. but. There are times too in the evening, either we are formal or I'm invited to an event. So I, I would say no single day is the same. And if you look at it, the next week is going to be different. The pattern is different, which is what makes it interesting and challenging too. Exactly. So what was one of your favorite things about being the president of Travis? Oh, my favorite thing is to see the student ex exploring or doing things. So at times when in the evening I go around, either they are playing, they are doing arts and so on. I just... I enjoy seeing them the way they are trying things because these are some of the things that 
I envisioned and seen this come to bring and at times I joined them too. So nice. either football or whatever in the lawn one like I joined them, sir. So yeah. Exactly, nice one. Mm. So um yeah, just going back to sort of Trev's as well. Do you do you have Trev's food? Do you usually go to the canteen or uh, yeah, I, I I mean I lunch at times if I'm not meet having meeting, I can go and have a day in a deli um with depending on what they have. Uh, it might be vegetarian or uh, if they have seafood, I mean, take that. And um, I, I don't go for dinner except there is a formal dinner because I like to spend that time with my family at home. Uh, exactly. Before, yeah. Mm -hmm. So going more in sort of like family life, do you have a particular religion you follow? Or? Yes, I'm, um, I'm a Christian. So I attend um, um, Emmanuel Church, which is at Belmont, oh, Belmont yeah. Park. Yeah, so actually my my faith anchor in a lot of things I do. And that's why I said that uh, I have to treat people with respect, with dignity, because I'm accountable to God. Yeah. So whatever transfer between two people, I know the third person is God. So yeah. my my faith drives a lot of things I do. So weekends, I participate in my church activities and so on, yeah. Exactly. So where did your sort of faith begin when you was in Nigeria? Or? Yeah, when I was in Nigeria, began there and um, I've seen well, when I was in Cambridge too and when I was in Singapore, anytime, anywhere I am, I mix with the locals to, to yeah, to enrich because we have to fellowship together and I learn from you, learn from me and also we can worship God together. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So um. How, how did it develop in Nigeria then? Was it just from sort of attending church with your family or how did that, how did that begin? Well, from when I was growing up, I, with my parents, I used to go to church. But when I got to university, I actually made a decision for myself because the Christianity I'm talking about is not so much of based on your parents and my parents. Yeah, it's yeah. At having an encounter with God to know that uh, we are all created by God and based on my own religion to say that because somebody paid my price, Christ died for me, and yeah. therefore the only way for me out of all the sins is to give my life to Christ by praying a yeah. prayer of forgiveness. And I did that uh, in 1987 in while in Nigeria. And, and so on, that has helped me uh, to work out on a daily basis to try. When I fail, I ask God to forgive and, and so on and so forth. But I strongly believe in God and that's also why I don't take life too seriously because yeah. uh, it's a gift from God. And today we are here, tomorrow we may be gone. And therefore, uh, a lot of these things are ephemera. They last for a short time. And looking at what is happening around the world now, we just need to be grateful for every day we live. Yeah. So that, I mean, some people sleep, they don't wake up. Yeah. When we wake up and therefore, um, we might not be as good as others, but there are others who are looking at us too. So, and that's why... In everything, anywhere we find ourselves, we should just be grateful. Yeah. yeah exactly. So people ask why I'm always smiling at times. Yeah. It's just because I have something within me that say everything will be all right. Yeah. Even with whatever I've gone through, I knew that God is still in control. No, exactly. So you know you said you had an encounter yeah. with God. Could you just explain that to our listeners, please? Yeah, encounter means it's, it's difficult to... Unless you, so for example, when you are convinced of your sin, that you are, oh, we are all sinners, yeah. and Christ came for me. Yeah. And at the end, when the message resonated within my spirit, 
I felt convinced that, oh, this is the right thing. Yeah. And what step do I need to take? I need to take because we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But by asking for forgiveness, and all I need to do is just pray a simple prayer to say, God, I know that I'm a sinner. Yeah. I need a savior. Come into my life and make me anew. And why I say it personal is because when you pray that prayer genuinely, a lot of things will happen to you that you can only be the one to experience. And people can try it. And sooner or later, then you begin to see because uh, the Spirit of God will be guiding you, will be helping you in what you do. Yeah. Exactly. Nice one. Mm. So um, what would you say to someone sort of looking at faith? What would your sort of yeah, opinion on that be? Um, I, I would just say that keep an open mind, ask relevant questions. I am a scientist, but I've not seen any designer like God. Because if you look at the wind of a butterfly, you see the creative pattern God created. If you look at genomes, you will know that even science, whatever we are doing now, we're just trying to mimic what God has done, and we can't even do as better as I. So yeah. I would say that for students, be inquisitive, find out for yourself, and be uh, willing to move out to try things even if you don't know so for example now if you find out that uh there's god and you want to know what do you need to do you might think that oh a simple prayer uh, some people want to pay for a lot we can't pay for our salvation christ paid for it already yeah. and what we just need to do is pray a prayer of forgiveness it's simple if we genuinely do it and it happened to people in different forms some people instantaneously so Let's say somebody who is who has craving for something before, you just find out that that craving is gone. Yeah. So the the sort of transformation that takes place in in individuals' life is massive. So I I would just encourage people find out more, read about it, find out and try. If it's not true, you can decide not to believe. But you will find out that if it's true. Yeah, I find that it's true. And as a scientist. Uh, no, nobody needs to convince me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now, that would be my next question, actually. So, coming from that scientific background, would you say that has enriched or sort of hindered your faith? Oh, it has enriched my faith because, you see, coming from um, uh, what this tells me, first of all, is my knowledge is limited. So, if I don't know something, it's okay. Only yeah. God knows it all. And God inspires me at times, too. I'm... Just as we might be talking now, something come into me that I know that is not my own thinking. Try something. It, God make a huge difference because at times I may be thinking of an idea that will happen in five years time. And when I write proposal, I get funded. By the time it's five years time, I already working in that field, I become an expert. Yeah. So it's not so much of my making, but because I have God in me, uh, it make a huge difference, at least for me. Yeah, so, nice. and in a lot of things I do, I pray to God to help me. I can acknowledge I don't know. Even as I was coming in today to this thing, I pray, I say, I don't know what you're going to ask me, but I just pray that God will guide me. Yeah. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. I think it's also that like gratitude thing as well, so important. Yeah. Because like when you sort of like look back and like, hang on, I did that, or sort of, you know, God's worked through my life and that, it really gives you that perspective to go, you know, everything I've got here, you know, I should be really grateful for because there are others who don't. Absolutely. And looking at it for, for somebody from Nigeria to be able to go to Cambridge, spend 20 years in Singapore, and now heading a college in Durham, it's only, it's not because I'm so good. 
but God had a plan, yeah. a purpose for me. Yeah. And and that's why what next I don't know. But every day I go out there asking God to help me to do my best. And that's all I can ask for. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We're just gonna finish with a few little other things about sort of Durham and <laughs> uh, sort of the system in general. So we've been looking at sort of like different sort of colleges and mm -hmm. you may have heard about South College about the thing with uh, Tim Luckhurst and uh, Rod Little what would be your opinion on, on that? How I it's a I, I will not because Tim is my colleague I won't want to comment per se um, a lot of things is already been said on that topic yeah and I won't add anything new per se okay. other than to affirm my own belief system that Everyone needs to be respected. Everyone matters. And as a, somebody is black, I mean, there are a lot of things people do say. But I know that when when I punch, when I pinch, and you pinch, blood will come out. It's the same. Yeah, exactly. So color and so on doesn't really matter. And for me, even though you are a student, I have a lot to learn from you. You have to learn from me. It's reciprocal. Exactly. I respect you. You respect me. Because it's only I'm older. In 10 years, 20 years time, maybe you'll be controlling an empire and so on. So <laughs> I don't over, I don't look down on people at all. Uh, Career-wise, it's like I said, my faith helped me to be grounded. That there are so many people who are much, much better, much smarter than I am. But I'm here today because God chose to just help me. Yeah. No, exactly. Mm. And um, yeah, just to sort of finish, we always ask our guests one question to end. Um, imagine you had a massive sort of board, billboard, the only ones you see like on the motorway or something, um, that the entire world could see. So basically, if you could put a message to the entire world, what would that message be and why? Okay, so it would just be, if, if it, it big, but I would write it quite bold. And if I can put it in this uh, in space, yeah. and then have a technology to beam me down to various places, everyone have mobile devices now to beam me down. I would just be be kind and considerate, because be it fate, be it anything, if you are kind, if you treat other the way you want to be treated, the world will be a much better place. If you look at what is happening today, if you are kind, you won't be greedy. If you are kind, you will empathize with other people. If you are kind, you will respect others. So it encapsulates be kind, but genuine kindness. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Well, thank you very much, sir. Is there any, any last points you'd like to make to maybe protect prospective students listening or people who in the Trev's community who are already listening? Ah, okay. Uh, I, I want to say thank you for inviting me. I didn't know what to expect. And to think that this is put together by Trev students, I'm super proud. And this is an encouragement of what can happen. For those of you who have not been to the studio, it's cool. And to see what they're doing, this is part of exploring without limit. If you ask Alex, for example, now to explain how they started, there were obstacles along the road. They didn't give up. They are where they are today. So what I want students to take is, don't limit yourself. Don't accept no. Try out, even when you fail, get up. And at the end of the day, as long as you can look back and say you've tried your best, that's what counts. And as a college, I'm super proud of our students. Um, if you have any new ideas, 
any initiative that you want us to try, let me worry about the funding. Let us know. We will work together with you to take trail forward. My only desire is to take from trail from where it is now to one of the best college in Durham or even in the world with people referencing to us. As we can see in the way we're performing in various sports now, size is not a barrier. We can do it. And let's just move forward. And please feel free to approach me. I operate an open door policy. I'm happy to, you can either drop my e me an email or you knock at my door. I'm happy to, to hear you out. And if you are ever in any trouble, please let us know as early as possible so that we can look at ways to help. Uh, so that's what I want to say. So I want to wish you all the very best in your exam as you go ahead. Go and show them what Trev can do. I believe in you. All the best. And God bless you all. Thank you very much, sir. And this has been this week's episode of the Lawless Podcast. And we'll see you next week. Thank you very much. <laughs>